Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Good morning. Last week, the first Sunday of Advent, we talked about the hope that we have in the one true King who lives to intercede for His people. And will one day return to abolish all sin and all evil and rule forever and ever. Come on, people. Amen. That's going to be a good day. We have something to look forward to. There's our hope. This morning, the second Sunday of Advent, we talk about the peace we have in Him. We read it on the banners behind me, at least one of them, and... In Isaiah chapter 9. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 9. And if you're able, would you stand in reverence for God's Word? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1. Nevertheless, well, why is he starting the chapter like that? Well, he talked about all the bad things that's coming from the neighbor in the north, Assyria. Big bully. I don't like bullies. Assyria is going to attack. But nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. Those two lands were the first two conquered when Assyria invaded. They're also the first two to be restored and receive the blessing. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. 
They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat. He's talking about Gideon. And the great victory the Israelites had over Midian. For as in the day of Midian's defeat. You have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders. The rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Now try reading this without singing the Messiah. As a matter of fact, when I put this on the website yesterday, I put the King James Version. For unto us, A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And his name shall be called. Just like the Messiah. Now. The King James Version uses the word. The. Better pronounced in this situation. The. I know I'm making you stand longer than usual, but you got to hear the commentary. I like to watch Sunday night football. On Sunday night football, each of the players introduced themselves and the school they went to. If they're from Ohio State, they say, The Ohio State University. As if it's the only one. Well, if you read the King James Version, and I put this on the website, it reads like this. The wonderful, comma. The Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is the only one. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over His kingdom. Establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Lord, we thank you for all the promises that are there in those seven verses. We thank you that you are the mighty God. the Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And Lord, we do thank You for the peace we find in You, the peace that's only in You. Lord, may we just receive Your peace today.
and every day. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Let me mention the unrest in Isaiah's time. They had the threat of the Assyrians, the northern country, invading. We don't have to worry about that with Canada, do we? No offense, Canadians, if you're listening on the World Wide Web. But this was serious. The invading north. Maybe that's why peace is mentioned more in the book of Isaiah than any other book in the Bible. Those Assyrians with their pagan kings were a threat. Because nobody likes a bully, right? Were you ever bullied in school? Sadly, I think all of us had a bully in our life at one time or another. I think I told you about mine. If you haven't heard about mine, you'll hear about it now. (laughs) And if you've heard about it before, you'll just have to hear it again. It helps in the healing. I mean, this was 28 years ago, the fall of 1993. There was a guy named Nick in my English class. There was a girl involved. Sadly, I was the loser on that end. He had the girl, but he still picked on me. Actually, I found the best girl, so he's the big loser. So I get to English class, and one day he happened to observe that I looked like Michael from Barney, the purple dinosaur. And he was telling kids, doesn't Nathaniel look like that kid from Barney? And then he would sing, I love you, you love me. Nathaniel is on Barney. Did you hear that? I can sing low and I kind of sound like Barney. So, that's what I had to look forward to. And I knew it was coming. And Man, it messes with your mind. The stress it caused. I told you I was reading Eugene Peterson's biography last week. You got to hear this story because it's. He had a bully in his life. And instead of being sung at, this bully would literally beat him up every day after school. Well, one day, Eugene had had enough. So he fought back. And to his surprise, he was on top of the bully with his knees on the bully's shoulders. And he just started punching. And the blood started to come from the bully's nose. And to his surprise, Eugene said, it felt good. 
So he kept punching. He asked, what happened to my Christianity? But it returned. While he punched, he said, repent and say that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. The bully would not confess. So Eugene kept punching. Confess, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Finally, the bully said, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And that was Eugene Peterson's first conversion. I do not recommend that. (laughs) However, there was peace in Eugene's life after the bully was dealt with. And if I had a time machine, no, maybe not. (laughs) But the Israelites knew the bully up north was coming down. There was nothing they could do and what unrest they had in their minds. And this bully wasn't just one that would beat you up and leave you alone. They came to bring oppression and tyranny. The kings, you can read about them in Isaiah and Second Kings, Shalmaneser, Sargon, and Sennacherib. They had to pick on other people because their names were so terrible. But they were oppressive. They were tyrannical. Kind of like sin. And sin that's not dealt with. I mean, think. Think of the day you were set free from that sin, that oppression, that tyranny, the freedom. The peace. The bully had been dealt with. With an authority greater than you. Then we read Isaiah. And the promised peace to come to the Israelites. The peace and the promise of one who will reign on David's throne. Not a bully king but a prince of peace. We know him by the name of Jesus. Jesus who brings us peace. He promised in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. But you know, in quoting that, I left a very important part out. John 16, 33. He says, I have told you these things. All the stuff about the presence of the Holy Spirit. The promised Holy Spirit. 
about how the disciples' grief would be turned to joy. He says, I have told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Seems like this Advent season and all fall, authority and His authority in our lives is the theme. I can't get away from it. The Holy Spirit won't let it go. You go to the Gospel of Mark and you will not find anything about Christmas. Nothing about Jesus' birth. But you do see a thing or two about His authority. The first five chapters of Mark His authority is on display. Authority over demons. I'm not going to read all the verses now. It might be a good thing to do through the week. You might want to write this down if you have pencil or paper handy. We see he has the authority over demons in Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. Verses 1 to 20 of chapter 5. Authority over demons. Chapter 5, verses 1 to 20. He has authority over sin. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Authority over nature. I mean, He created it all, didn't He? Chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Authority over sickness and disease. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Chapter 5, verses 21 to 34. He has authority over death. Mark chapter 5, verses 35 to 43. If you missed any of that, after 8 p.m. tonight, www.springnaz.org. You can hear it again. Actually, if you're on Facebook, you can hear it immediately. Actually, anytime. I'm getting distracted. Got to correct myself. It's on there anytime after the service. It's just trimmed up a little by 8 p.m. That's when you can listen to the podcast. Back to the message. The regularly scheduled program. You see there. In Mark chapter 1 through 5, chapters 1 through 5, Jesus establishes his authority and delivers peace. Because what do we have when we have victory over sin? Peace. What do we have in Jesus when there's victory over demons? Peace. What do we have in Jesus when there's victory over nature? Sickness, disease, death. No wonder he's called the Prince of Peace. Now, as you might have guessed, that word peace is in Hebrew in Isaiah. And Abriana, she's studying those biblical languages in seminary, so... I just studied Greek. If I get this Hebrew wrong, I have someone to help me out. And we'll we'll let you know next week if I'm wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. 
But in the study this week, shalom. You've heard that word, huh? Maybe you've had Jewish friends who've said that, shalom. Maybe you've heard others say that, shalom. That word often refers to prosperity or tranquility, both good things. But it has a deeper meaning than that. A wholeness. Completeness. A soundness. Carrying it with it a pros, uh, an implication of permanence. Doesn't that sound nice? A wholeness, completeness, soundness that carries with it the implication of permanence. And remember, He is the Prince of Peace. He is the only one who can bring the peace that does more than any other peace. He brings the peace that transcends, passes all understanding. What what did the angels declare? When they came, they sang the good news to those shepherds. Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Do you know this peace? Do you know his peace? Do you know the Prince of Peace? Because that's how we can know the peace that He offers. That's where it starts. A relationship with Him as your Savior and Lord. And that's where it always remains and always is found only in Him. Hustle and bustle. We hear that in the Christmas season, don't we? It gets busy. It gets hurried. And we don't leave room for peace. Church, take time. Not just in the Christmas season. But take advantage to purposely put yourself in His presence. Don't get me wrong, His presence is always with us. He's in us. But there's something special about sitting quietly before the Lord. A good place to do it is in front of a Christmas tree. And enjoy the peace of His presence. Would you bow your heads with me?
Lord Jesus, I thank you for the peace that's found only in you. Most of all, this morning I think of the peace that can be found only in you when we ask you to forgive us our sins. Lord, it may seem like nothing at the time when we're living in it, but Isaiah described what sin is in our life. A yoke that burdens us. A bar across our shoulder. A rod of the oppressor that keeps us in line with the slavery that sin really is. And sin always leads to death. Lord, maybe there's someone here this morning or in the sound of my voice online who needs to look to you Maybe today's the day of decision, the day of salvation. Maybe they need to pray, Lord, I need you. I believe in you, Jesus. I thank you for dying on a cross for my sin. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I repent. I turn to you, Jesus, away from the way I want to live and Turn to your way of life. Forgive me and come into my heart and my life today. And Lord, I thank you for the miracle that happens when we pray that prayer. And I thank you for the miracle we have just to come into your presence now in prayer. The relationship we have with you, Father, through you, Jesus. I know it's a mystery, the Trinity, but it's so real. May we not miss the reality of your presence and the peace it brings our lives. Lord Jesus, thank you for being our king, being the one who has authority over everything. Every sin, every sickness, every disease, every bully. even death. Lord, we have life in You. And when we dwell on these things and let them sink in, thank You for the peace that brings our hearts. We remember that this Christmas season and always. And we will keep on praising You, our Prince of Peace, Jesus. Amen. Go. And be blessed. Go in peace. You're dismissed. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.